You know what? I was a huge, huge racing fan. Even growing up, I wanted to race cars, not even just watching. I know it's taking a left turn, just making all left turns. Days of Thunder redid it for me and, you know, you know, Talladega Nights. But there's something about this race. And I know it's crazy. It's the first real race of the year. Well, it used to be. I mean, they had that clash at the L.A. Coliseum. But this, to me, was always the race that got me excited. I, not as much. Daytona, really. I would watch Daytona every year. I, I do watch it every year. Michigan's not home right now, and I'm going to watch the end of this race. I mean, I know it's going on the same track. And I was in grad school for three years in North Carolina. I never went to a goddamn race. And that, that was a mistake. I always talked about it. I guess I had nobody to go with, and that was an excuse. But I was like, ah. And then I kept talking, 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 and I never did it. And now looking back, I was like, that was stupid. Like, when I was in grad school, I lived in Chapel Hill, but I started Carborough, so I never switched for a driver's license. And I always wanted a Chapel Hill driver's license, which I never got. And I looked back, and I was like, you know what, I should. And I was, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But I never did. You know, you just do things in life. You, you know, I never played high school football. I'm kind of, you know, probably smart because I would have been played with a lot of reckless abandon, and I would have had a lot of injuries. So I think it was probably better that I didn't play high school football, you know. I mean, I played rugby. I remember I played rugby in college. I flipped the guy in my head. I remember the first tackle. This guy went for a tackle and broke his collarbone in the first play of the game, and they just drank too much. I, I would have played rugby without the drinking. I, I definitely would have played a lot more rugby, but they drank too much, and I don't like to drink. So I never really was a drinker, so it wasn't my thing. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say on that front. But, yeah, I talked about Tar Diana Taurasi. She signed a contract. Uh, Britton Griner signed a one-year deal with Phoenix, so I like that they're both back. I mean, Diana Taurasi is getting younger. And I love what Landon Thomas said. Why are the Lakers, why is there so much hype for the team with the eighth worst record in the NBA 27-32? Why is there so much hype with the Lakers? I know LeBron and everything. Oh, my God. Some guy went off comparing LeBron to, to, to MJ, and that MJ in less time won more titles, won more, won a Defensive Player of the Year award, won all like, and, and, and had... They said top what top five draft picks. I think it was like thirty four to five. He never had two other all stars on his team, ever, ever when he played. He only had he never had two guys, other players on his team make the all star team in the same year as him. And every stat went against LeBron. Now I'm not going to compare the two of them, but everybody think, like LeBron, the greatest scorer of all time. He's also played eighteen years and he's been playing since high school. I, I agree, but he's not winning another title. And they said. Michael won a title every, basically, like every three years, where if he doesn't win it this year, which isn't happening, he'll win one every five years, LeBron. <clears throat> and he had super teams, and they went two and two. They went to four finals, only went two. With that super team with him and Wade and uh, Bosh, and they got blown out by a Dallas team. I don't know how, but Dirk got his only ring. I mean, losing, and Jordan was 6-0. and oh, So, you know, I'm like, come on, come on, really? Yeah, so I I'm not a huge... I am not a huge fan of, you know, I'm just tired of the, the, the Laker hype. Laker hype. Like, always constant Laker hype. You know, it's ridiculous. And then there was an interesting thing I read. Tony Parker was 11-5 in NBA Finals versus LeBron. Curry was 15-7 and in NBA Finals versus LeBron. Both of them won four, rank, four, four titles. Both won a Finals MVP. Curry, eight All-Star appearances. Tony Parker, six. And in points, Curry, 20,064 points. And Parker, 19,473. Playoff points, Parker, 4,045. 
And Curry, which I was kind of surprised, more than Curry with 3570. And I thought, I mean, very, very close, proximity, like right with each other. And Parker's up for the Hall of Fame this year, which I think, yeah, you got Dirk, Wade, Tony Parker, Paul Gasol, Popovich, Becky Hammond, and Gene Cady from Purdue, who was a hell of a coach. Never won, you know what, to, did he ever make a Final Four? I think he made a Final Eight. Might have made a Final Four, but he was, he always had good teams. They always were solid teams, but they never got it done in the tournament. Never won one. Yeah. But he was a hell of a coach, Keedy. Gene Keedy. Yeah. And Katie, you know, and then I can't get enough of this whole Katie and Kyrie leaving. So anything that they talked about the last couple of days, because, you know, Kyrie just, just thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and they don't ask him interesting enough. They always ask the same questions. But Katie says, I could see myself being here in Phoenix for the rest of my career. But who knows? I said the same thing about Brooklyn. You know, and I know they just have to ask questions. I mean, they just dumb shit sometimes. But you know what? Just stop talking about where you're going to... I could see myself in it. I think if I'm going to end my career in Brooklyn or Phoenix, I'd rather end it in Phoenix. It's a nice, a nicer weather, you know. I think I I want it, but you know, it's nice to talk. And Shaq wouldn't take any pizza from Guillermo to celebrate a game because it wasn't Papa John's. Papa John's, you know. I mean, I respect that. That you know, it's just that that that's his. Uh, he owns he owns franchises. He does the commercials. You got to be true to your product. I, I I'm okay with that. And uh, CP3 passed Michael Jordan for number three. It's, in steals, they lost 116-107 to the Clippers. So he passed MJ. He's got 25-15. MJ is 25-14. He's averaged over, over two steals per game in his 18-year career. Next up is he's 100 and, 169 behind Jason Kidd. And then he's only um, <laughs> he's only like 700, over 700 and change. Well, 750 behind to, to tie Stockton, who had thirty two sixty five, but that's a hell of an accomplishment. Now he's now we're going to see what they can do when he get KD healthy, who still hasn't said when he's actually going to come back from the knee injury. So we'll see what happens. And Giannis closed out the first half of the season, first player to average thirty points, ten rebounds, five assists on fifty percent shooting at All Star break ever per ESPN stats and info. And they're on a twelve game win streak too. They've won twelve straight, so they're forty one and seventeen. They're they're a half game behind the Celtics who are 42 and 17. Joe Mazzula got a contract extension. So he is now the full-time coach of the Celtics, which makes sense. And, we, you know, I don't know where the former head coach is going to end up. And I also read the Chris Beard, the Chargers were dropped for with that woman, his girlfriend at the time. And people won't be surprised if he's coaching somewhere next season in college basketball. Not at Texas. That was a huge damn. I mean, goddamn. And the slam dunk had uh, judges were Jamal Crawford, Lisa Leslie, Carl Malone, Harold Miner, and Dominic Wilkins. Now, I love Carl Malone as a player, but they said when he was at Louisiana Tech, he got a 13-year-old girl pregnant, and the family thought it would be worse to get him in trouble because I guess the, they knew he was going to go pro and he was going to make money. And he last couple of years, he finally started talking to a son who never even played high school football and ended up playing in the NFL for like seven, eight years who he didn't talk to. He didn't even consider his son. He had four kids with his wife, but he got a girl pregnant when he was a sophomore in college. What was he, 19, 20, a 13-year-old girl. So Jamel Hill had nothing good to say about him, you know. Carl Malone, the mailman. And I loved him as a player, man. I loved him. But, you know, you know, just because they're athletes doesn't mean they're good people, man. You know, everybody's, uh, there's some bad shit out there, man. But damn, I mean, good God. 
Yeah, Harold. Mon- I didn't even see Harold Miner last night. Lisa Leslie, I, she rocks, man. She's awesome. And uh, Porzingis in February, 29 points, eight rebounds, three assists, 61% from the field, 50 from three and 94 from the line, 76.5 true shooting, which they said elite is over 61%. So he is on fire for the whiz. And maybe he'll, he'll, he'll get back, he'll get back uh, Russell Westbrook. Thank you, NBA Muse. And Jakob Pertl. In his third game with the Raptors on Wednesday, on a, on Tuesday, had 30 points, six blocks, 15 for 17 from the field. And maybe they'll go on a run now, but Jakob Pertl, who I totally bashed his name, but I, I, did, I did the pronunciation. And MJ, on his 60th birthday, gave the largest individual gift in the 43-year history of Make-A-Wish, gave a $10 million gift because he said every child should experience the magic of having their wish come true. I thought that was awesome. 10 million bucks. And he's there today. So at the, Brandon Marshall's at the Daytona 500, and Pete Marshall, uh, Pete Marshall, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson seems like he's everywhere. It's like, dude, everywhere. Like, you know what? He's just, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. Because I just think he's just like living his best life. You know, you know, we were talking to Harris, and Harris was saying how he feels like a lot of women are dumping him, they're using him, because, you know, it kind of, like, helps their Q factor, you know, whatever. But I think he's just, like, living his best life. He's like, you know what? He's out. He's be- keeping himself busy. He's going all over. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to the Daytona 500? He's probably on the infield where they have chefs and everything. And it's got to be cool, man. I mean, being on the infield, I mean, they have all these parties and everything going on. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of people at that. It's nice weather. Yeah. I'd like to go to that. I, I, I'm a little jelly. And Kyrie asked reporters to resist asking about his future, puts unwanted distractions on, 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 on us and our team, on him and, his, and the team. Dude, that's all your life is about is distractions. I just love, the more you talk, the more, it, it, the more just keep talking, Kyrie, because it just is like, it's like nonstop. It's like, wow, dude, you just keep, you just keep living your best life because you just, wow, I, I'm, I'm just... And, and basketball reference, fewest games to 10,000 points in Sixers history. MB did it in 373. AI did it. Three, he did it less than in Iverson. And Barkley did it in 445. Buddy Heald has already set a record for the most three-pointers made in a season. And it's, you know, they still got, they still got like 25 games left to play. 230 past Reggie Miller. He's averaging 18 points, five rebounds, three assists. Buddy Heald. I mean, you know, they're going to only get better, man. They're going to get Indiana's going to get better. I mean, you got Halliburton who's playing. He came back from the injury recently. Heald is playing better. And uh, young team. I mean, that's, that's, it's better. I, I, I just like that. I mean, I don't like, I, I think there's no more, there's no great team this year, but there's, is it parity? I mean, there, it's tighter this year. Anybody can win it. I, I mean, I, you got the Celtics and the Bucks in the West. I like the, I think the East is actually the East is stronger than the West is this year. So we're going to see what happens. But the playoffs, it, it's going to be anything's possible. We'll see what happens. Could the Knicks go on a run? Because I was thinking about that. The last time we had a winner in basketball, 99, right? They, they, 99, the Knicks lost to the Spurs in the finals. That's it. And, and the Nets had a run with uh, the two years in a row. They lost to the Spurs and the Lakers with Jason Kidd. That's it. I mean, we're, we're not, we're talking in the 2000s, nothing, nothing really. I mean, I mean, we maybe made second round, but no, 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 uh, no, no East Eastern conference even. 
So not even a sniff. So it'd be nice to for sports to be, you know, I mean, the thing, the thing, the team that's got the best shot to doing something this year is Liberty. I mean, Liberty had the best shot. I mean, they got a Brianna Stewart's coming, man. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, with UNESCO and Jonquil Jones and uh, I'm blanking on her name, but the, the one that came over from the sky, I mean, they're going to have a hell of a team. It's going to be the Aces and, and Liberty this year. It's going to be, it's going to be good basketball. Yeah, and Lamelo Ball didn't know he had nine days off for All Star break. He was like, "Well, you know, they need a little break, man. Guys need some time off." And Mavs Muse says, "Mavs and AD future together. We'll see that." And Kyrie, no regrets about time with Nets. Thank you, Mike Vorkana, for this one. He had a plan in place to stay in Brooklyn, long term. Good with the journey and how it ended in Dallas. He had a plan in place. The problem was the team didn't agree with your plan. Your plan was your plan. And, you know, you didn't show anything that you were going to be there long term. And then you wanted to be traded. And thank God they got rid of you quick. And you know what? I know people upset they didn't get as much as they But you know what? You got rid of you got rid of the toxicity with the franchise. And you move on and see what happens. And you go from there. And Adam Silver says the refs are accountable. Ref, ref, referee discipline not publicized. But quality of calls affects assignments. I think they, you know, I, I also feel like the refs are older and you should get younger refs. There are guys who do not, not, do not make the NBA and guys you can get into a program and they can make a really good money and be a ref, learn the rules, all that stuff. Buck Showalter wasn't making enough money as a minor league manager. So he was, he was a basketball referee. He was looking at second job. He likes rules. He, I said right about the when, the, when they went over the new rules of baseball, usually it's a, like a 20, 30-minute thing. They spent an hour and a half with Buck. Buck, well, Buck knows everything baseball back, backwards and forwards. That's the kind of guys you need. You need the passionate guys. I know, you know, you, you can't have old refs out there. You know, you just can't. Football, they've got two, these guys are too fucking old. 60, 70-year-old guys should not be calling, refereeing football games. I'm sorry. You've got great athletes out there. You should have the, the refs should be as in good shape as the athletes and be able to run around and make the calls and have the eyes and all that shit. I'm sorry, not these 70, 80 year old guys, 60, 70 year old guys who are out there. You know, Ed Hockley loved showing off his arms, but these guys were not moving fast. They're not moving as fast as the athletes. They're missing a lot of calls. And you can review every goddamn call from above. There should never be a problem. And you know, if, if we're seeing it and we see the mistakes and you're not, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's bullshit. Yeah, and I, I got to respect Jokic. He says, anti-electronics except to watch horse racing on YouTube, which I didn't, I was like, okay, YouTube horse races. I was like, wow, YouTube horse All right, hey, all right. Good for you, dude. Good, you know, I mean, he said he, he doesn't like to be on it at all. I said, you know, hey, no, no problem with that. You be you, you do you, that's good. And Brooke Lopez for the Bucks, second in blocks, first in three-pointers by a center this season. Thank you, StatMuse, for that. John Morant, dude, can you play... You know, Zion said he might play next year in the in the dunk contest, might might compete. But John Morant said, no, come, you know what, dude? Why not? Why not do the dunk contest? What do you LeBron never did it? That's bullshit. Jordan did it. Why not LeBron? Why did LeBron never do it? You know? Jordan Jordan put himself there. Dr. J, you know, put yourself out there. Bullshit. John Morant, I'd like to see you do it. And Katie said trades good for NBA and makes rakes the money in. Well, you know what? You could have raked more money in if you would have won a championship in Brooklyn. No offense. I'm glad, you know, Phoenix would be nice if they won, but if you won a championship here in New York, you'd be a guy. Look at Clyde Frazier. Look at Joe Namath. Bullshit. That's bullshit.
bullshit. And Kyrie says he works hard. He should have liberty and freedom to go where you're wanted, where you're celebrated, and feel comfortable. Well, it seems like you're, you're not comfortable anywhere you've been. You weren't comfortable with the Cavs after a while. You weren't comfortable with the Celtics. You weren't comfortable with the Nets. You might try the Mavs for a little bit, and then maybe you'll go to the Lakers next year. And then you'll see that, you know, that you're the vagabond. That you're, you know, you're, you're Kyrie. everybody just says Kyrie's Kyrie. That's the thing. Kyrie's Kyrie. Well, it's not enough anymore. You know, I mean, he's just, it's like a gun for hire. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think he's going to, he's the guy who's going to bring your team the championship. I mean, they wouldn't have won it without him. But since then, I feel like, you know, pissed off everybody in Boston, pissed off everybody in, in Brooklyn, and nothing to show for it. Yeah, I, and I know you work hard, dude. I know you do. But, you know, you missed a lot of games, and you, you're a head case, man. You just, you just, yeah, you, you're difficult. And not difficult in a good way. Difficult like a pain in the ass, a pita. Yeah, load management, he says, dehumanize some of us in terms of just the way we prepare ourselves day-to-day, 24-7 job. He says, we have cameras on us all the time. It's a high level, you know, like tension, I guess, pressure and all that stuff. You're, how much are you making this year? Making $36 million? Well, you're making a lot of money. You're making more than everybody I know combined and teachers I know that don't even make, don't, that, that make, I, I, I trained a, te- a, former, a retired teacher. She busted her ass. For a long time teaching. So cameras are on you. Deal with it. Tough shit. Then don't, don't, don't become an athlete. That's what comes with the territory. Like, I, I don't like going there. Well, don't become an actor. Don't do this shit. That's what happens. If you get a profession where the eyes are always on you, either you deal with it or you just, I don't know what you expect. What, what do you expect? Everybody leave you alone? No. And, and when, you, when you cause so much, so much uh, drama off the court, you're going to have cameras on even more. But, you know, you know, he says one thing, but he wants the cameras on him all the time. Yeah. Thank you, Legion Hoops, for that one. Because I just feel like he, you know, he puts in his foot. He's got the foot in the mouth disease. Yeah, Brittany Griner got 165000 for the season. 165000 How much is he making a game? Psh, making more than a goddamn game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He said, and Kyrie also said, when, this is from Ben Golliver. When did it become... Terrible to make great business decisions for yourself, your happiness, and peace of mind. Not every employer you're going to get along with, or three employers for that matter. I love that. <laughs> you know, be, no, you have to, you know, it becomes, you know, be, to make great businesses, great business decisions, and piss off every fan base you've had to deal with. Yeah, dude, you have plenty of happiness, and you definitely have peace of mind. You don't, you sleep great at night. You don't think you do anything wrong. Unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah, you don't get along. But you know what, dude? Not a, we don't all have this, this uh, we all can't just say, I'm going to leave a job. I need to be traded. You know, we, we don't have that. We don't have the luxury. You know, training, you, you, you know, sometimes, but, you know, you, you have people you train that, you know, not anymore. I have, I, I, I love everybody I train, but there are people I train that were pains in the asses, and I trained them for like seven, eight years. It just ended. But, I mean, I've, I've lost, I've had, I've, I've, I've been fired more than I've had. I, I've had a lot of clients over the years, tons. You go through names after a while, but. I love that, you know, he, he you know, he's like, uh, yeah, the great business decision. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Opt in for $36 billion. Okay, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So the top four right now for the tournament are Bama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas. Thank you, Kyle Boone, for that. Bama, if they end up in the South, number one overall seed would get a Sweet 16 Elite Eight in Louisville, which is close to home. And next week, College Game Day. Thank you, Josh DeBow. He's going to be in Spokane for Gonzaga. Host is St. Mary's. St. Mary's beat Gonzaga recently. So that's a big, 
in the Western Coast, the West Coast Conference. That's a big game. And New Mexico State coach Greg Heyer didn't even finish out his first year. They canceled the season, and he is done with the hazing incident and the you know the kid got the shooting with one of their players with a football player. I mean, what a shit show there. And Bronny James, the twenty eighth best twenty eighth best player of the two thousand twenty three class, is one of twenty six players at the USA Basketball Nike Hoop Summit. April 8th, they're going to play against international players at the Moda Center in Portland. And LeBron thinks he's going to go pro. And like, he's a 28th best player. So much pressure on this kid. Let's let him play a little bit and see what happens there. But good God, dude. Really? I'm like, damn, man. I just don't see Bronny being that good. Prove me wrong. I hope so. But that's a lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure on him. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, Chris Bird. Domestic violence charge dropped. Yeah, he'll be coaching somewhere else. And how about Thursday? Ari, Maryland, beat number three Purdue, who won today. They blew out the dump, but they had been 22-1. They, they lost three of four before today, but they lost to, at, at, at Maryland, 60-54. First win over a top five since January 28, 2016. That was seven years ago, and Ari was at that game probably when they beat Iowa, number three, Iowa, 74-68. So that helps them. Maryland's now 18-8, and 9-6 in the Big Ten. And actually, Rutgers won at Purdue. So Rutgers has a big win at Purdue. That's going to help them. That's a quad one win right there. So, and they play next. They play at Nebraska today, Maryland. So, but that, they got to get the win. Nebraska, hey, Nebraska came in and beat up Rutgers at home. That was a bad loss. And UNC women are playing Wake Forest today. But Thursday, they were up 55-45 on NC State with 4.15 left. They end up getting outscored in, in the fourth quarter in overtime, 32-11, and lose to NC State, which ended up winning the game by 11. Yeah. So they fell to 18-8, 9-6. NC State proved to 18-8, 8-7. So oh, there's a crash right now. Cars slide. There was a race yesterday, the Infinity, the the, the three hundred mile race, and a car flipped over at the finish and and went on its on its uh, roof and like caught on fire. But yeah, these cars tap each other at these speeds. They're so goddamn close with each other, and that's all it takes a little little bump and bam against the wall, and then boom, 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 and you're done. But yeah, not a good way to finish the the uh, game. So yeah, and then uh. There's a UNC hockey jersey for under 25 bucks, which I'll never wear, but it looks really cool. And I'm not going to impulse buy it, but I was like, ooh, they're playing hockey tomorrow. The UNC, NC State club teams are playing at the football stadium at NC State in Raleigh. The jersey is rocking. I loved it. Yeah, they said Daniel Jones shines $35 million a year. Isaiah Hodgins signed for NFL minimum 825000 and they could sign him next year for like nothing, for bump. Because he's uh, what a, he was, they signed him, they got him off waivers from the Bills. So he ends up in ten games, including he had 100 yards against the Vikings, 42, 459, five touchdowns. So they still need they, they're going to have to draft some. They're going to have to draft somebody. And Brian Dable's son, no nepotism in football. Christian will be an offensive assistant. Spent the last three and a half years as a student coach at Penn State. And they didn't lose. They didn't lose uh, Kafka or. Martindale, the offensive and defensive coordinator, but they did are going to lose running back coach DeAndre Smith, who's going to go uh, coach for Shane Steckin with the Colts. And they said, you know, he did have a bounce back year, but they said he really helped with Saquon Barkley's um, 
blocking this year. So, and, you know, he had to help something there. So that's a guy they lost right now. So, other than that, the Giants came unscathed, and Derek Carr's going to come visit the team, and Quinn and Williams will see if he gets a new contract. The Titans are $23 million over the cap, fourth worst. Tannehill cap is 36.6. If they, if they release him, they'll save 17 and a, seven, almost $18 million. Taylor Lewin, Pro Bowl offensive tackle, played 20 games the last three years. Release him, they'll save almost $15 million. Bud Dupree, only seven sacks over the last 22 games. Of the last few years, but he's but he's a guy that the team likes playing with. They they'd save over nine million. You got a new new GM in uh, Ron Carthon, and uh, I guess we're going to see what's going to happen. I mean, you got to guys are going to have to go. I they thinking Tannehill might go, and they might sign uh, what Dobbs came in at the end of the season and let and let uh, Willis take some time, you know, to learn the offense and everything. Yeah, Danny Dimes are here at 30 million, 35 million. I'm hearing Jalen Ramsey could be could be cut by the Rams. Where will he go? Uh, and Panthers have a new offensive coordinator, former Rams assistant head coach, tight end coach Thomas Brown, who has interviewed for head coaching jobs. They said he's a guy who's going to be head coach in the near future. And that DK Metcalf catch looked like he was on a springboard. I don't know if that was real. Now they said he's going to be drug tested because of the All Star game. The guy, that guy can dunk. But Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey could beat Lions maybe, but they said he doesn't play, plays more man-to-man than zone. I mean, but he's a guy who can make plays. I don't think he's the same player he was. Tannehill is not a quarterback. I don't know. But, you know, then Tannehill could go somewhere. And, you know, there's a lot of teams need quarterbacks out there. You know, I don't want him with the Jets. I mean, I guess they're going to go hard on Derek Carr. But Tannehill could be a guy who could go play for somebody and – you know, maybe, you know what, you know, might be a, not bad, a bad thing. Maybe go, if Sam Howell's the guy, let him go, let him get cut somewhere. But there's got to be a team out there that maybe he becomes, you know, they said that the uh, Texans might, might draft a quarterback. Well, they're, they're pretty sure. But that's a guy maybe you bring in and let him like uh, come in for a year or two and let the other guy, you know, sit on the bench, do him a homes thing and see what happens there. That could happen. Matthew Slater, special teams captain, come back for his 16th year with the Pats. I mean, he just never gets old. I love Wade Phillips, Houston Renegades coach. Aaron Jones, $11 million for next season so he could stay with Green Bay. And Wednesday, Jags, Calvin Ridley, you know, did that stupid gambling shit. He applied for reinstatement in the league. I guess he's going to be back. Already talked about four or five coaches were white. And yeah, and four of the five teams didn't even interview enemy, which is bullshit. This is cool. Tom Brady's 199 productions will produce a John Madden series in development Detail his life story, which is pretty cool. Thank you, Lights, Camera, Barstool for that one. That's something I would watch. Maybe I could play John Madden. No, I don't think I look anything like him. But I mean, I was like, oh, maybe that's kind of that's kind of a cool thing. John Madden. Yeah, Brady. Hey, listen, I don't know why he wants it. I know they offered him all this money, but dude, just just do your TB12, do your producing your shit, and you know, I don't want to be tied down. I, I think I I think I paid an email. I got it right. They have their own like. Their Manning cast, which is fun. It's like they're doing their own thing, and uh, which gets a little boring to watch after a while. Because, But the games kind of suck, too. But but I, I do like the two of them. And, you know, we and Travis Kelsey is hosting Saturday Night Live March 4th. So they were rating all those, the athletes who did Saturday Night Live. And, uh, I mean, nothing's going to compare to Peyton and Eli. They were great. And, and Tom Brady was actually pretty funny. You know, he, there was a sexual harassment piece they did where he's in his underwear and asks the girl out. You know, it wasn't bad. So maybe he would be good to the booth. I don't know why he'd want to do it, though. 
You know, he talks about everything, family, family. I mean, just another thing to keep away from the family. But they threw so much goddamn money at him, he's going to definitely do it. I mean, they just so much goddamn money. Oh, and how about this? Andy Reid, you know, last year, the kicker for the, the, the Bengals, he went out to watch, you know, Dr. Dre and all them and Snoop. So this year, Andy Reid said, if anybody goes to watch Rihanna, he goes, you know, threaten them. He said, I'm benching you. And how does he celebrate the win? He goes to Pizza 51. He got a mushroom and sausage pizza, which he needs like a hole in the head, and a salad just to make my chubbiness feel good. Thank you, Adam Schefter. How about that? He celebrated with a pizza and a salad. You know, if you're going to get the pizza, just get the... And I would have got sides. I would have got... I'm going to get the pizza. Let me get some mozzarella sticks and shit like that. But really? Salad's just a waste. It's just a waste of time. Like, I haven't felt good all week, so I've been eating a lot of challah. I love challah. I've been eating wonton soup and challah. And I'm good to go. I'm good. I mean, that, that's fine with me. I, I'm like, uh, uh, I'm good to go. But I, Andy Reid, you go see Rihanna, I'm benching her ass. So listen from here. And Mahomes was shit-faced at the, you know, I mean, Brady was too, but shit-faced at the parade and actually handed the Lombardi trophy to somebody. And his son, Patrick III, is nicknamed Bronze. I don't know why he's Bronze, but I love that he named, got a nickname for his kid. I think that's hilarious. And JPA football, Ravens didn't guarantee offensive coordinator candidates that Lamar Jackson will be on Ravens in 2023. That's another thing. He could be gone. Or they're going to throw the franchise tag at him. He's his own agent. He's going to be like, well, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And they'll need a quarterback. So I guess it would be Tyler Huntley, right? I mean, Huntley would be the new quarterback. I mean, or they're going to draft somebody. Or they'll go after, yeah. I mean, or then what do you do? I don't know. I mean, I guess they, do they go to draft another quarterback? I mean, and where does Lamar go? I'd like to see Lamar, Lamar in a Raiders uniform would be kind of cool. I think they would love Lamar Jackson in Vegas. I think he'd love being there too. I don't know. I think that's a, that's a team I'd love to play for. Vic Fangio is now, they said he signed, so now he's a Miami defensive coordinator. And Steelers assistant head coach John Mitchell retires after 29 years in Pittsburgh, which is awesome. And I saw, a, I saw an interview Remember the play where, where, um, shit, I'm blanking. The Steelers head coach was watching the kickoff return by the Ravens kick returner and was actually watching the board and realized he was watching it backwards and he was on the field and he had to get out of the way so he could, and he was like, I'm on the field. Like, he's like, you know, I just, I thought that was hilarious. He's talking about it. You're just like, this is hilarious. Like, he's watching it, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm on the field. He's watching himself, and like, oh, shit, i got to jump off the field. And he gets a lot of flack. Steelers head coach gets a lot of flack, and I think he's a really good coach. Yes. Yeah, I'm telling Michigan what to get me. She's going to be to Whole Foods. Whole Foods has a goddamn good, good, uh, a very good challah. So Richard Belzer died, and his last words were, fuck you, motherfucker, and his third wife was in Lady Shatterley's Lover, which was like soft porn. But that was his third wife. And Richard Belzer kind of like lived his own life. He was in, I remember in Scarface, he was a comedian in that shooting scene. I just, you know, Richard Belzer, fuck you, motherfucker. Those were his last words. Hey, you know what? You know, hey, yeah, young Lady Shatterley too, his wife was. Harley McBride. Yeah, and I've seen her in other stuff. But that was his third wife. She was on Homicide Life on the Streets. What was I talking about? Yeah, I was talking about, I just, sometimes I just get, I get brain freeze. So 
like he gets so much flack this he's never had a losing season and i know they said oh he's only won one super bowl and all that stuff mike tomlin but mike tomlin is a very good coach and and the players love to play for him so i mean you know in the end that's what you want you want a guy you know you know and steelers aren't about you know getting rid of people you know everybody wants them to get you know what Jets would love a coach that every year your team was competitive. I mean, that's what I love all these teams. Like, oh, we need to get rid of their coach. You know, we expect this, blah, 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 blah. Look around the NFL. How many teams are competitive year in and year out? Look at the Rams this year. They didn't even win the Super Bowl, and they didn't even, they didn't even, they didn't sniff the playoffs. Steelers ended on a strong note with oh, basically a rookie quarterback with Pickett. I mean, they, who didn't start off the year well, threw a lot of interceptions. They came back and they finished strong. And if the Jets had beaten the Dolphins, which they probably should have, they would have made the playoffs. But they didn't. So, I mean, you got to look at it. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. I love Travis Kelsey. The haters were saying Chiefs would never make the playoffs. What, why do you say that? Who, who, how many haters are out there about the Chiefs? I don't feel like there's haters out there about the Chiefs. Like, like oh, but you know, we, no, I don't think, you know, I mean, Mahomes is a good player. He's not like this guy who's like, fuck you to everybody on the field. I, I don't feel all these people out there that, you know, I mean, listen, I was rooting for the Bengals. I, I just not a, I'm just not a Chiefs fan. I, you know, I just... The whole tomahawk thing and all that, and yeah, I like the uniforms, but I was a fan. But it's like you know, us against the world. Okay, if that, if that, if that, if you need that uh, little extra juice, you know, hey. And I loved the offensive lineman had shirts on that said zero sacks. Put it on a fucking shirt, which they did. They put on a fucking shirt. You know, I mean, hey, you, you did it. You held, you held a Eagles team which had a great pass rush all season, and now uh, you know it, did, it didn't seem to hurt them because both the offensive and defensive coordinator are now head coaches in the NFL. White might I add, you know, because that's a league. White owners, white coaches relate better. Black players in the field, white players coaching them. The, uh, black, black, black coaches can be everything else. You know, like John Mitchell can be 29 years with the Steelers, but never get a head coaching job. How does that happen? Not even, you know, I'd like to get some interviews. Chances. Mean Joe Green couldn't get a head coach. Mean Joe Green couldn't have been a head coach. Are you kidding me? One of the greatest players ever in the history of football. I'd like to have seen him given a chance. There's a lot of, there was a lot of shitty coaches out there. Rich Kotite got two head coaching uh, uh, jobs. Really? How about, um, I mean, you just go through the Jets, man. You can just go through the Jets. Uh, Kotite, and uh, my favorite was, uh, he was a, oh, what was that? What was that? He was, he was the coach when I had season tickets, and he sucked. Jets head coach. Jets. Yeah, Jets head coach in 89. I see his face. Jets head coach 1989. Because that's when I had season tickets. No, not Richard Sally, you fucking idiot. Jets head coach, NFL, 19. I see his face. Yeah, 88, 89. No, not Joe Walton. Thank you. I see, oh, wait. Was it 88? Yes. I was in grad school. Not Joe, oh, Joe Walton. Yeah, Adam. Okay, Adam. I mean, you go through the list of coaches. Just, just with the Jets. Okay, Adam Gase. Next one, okay. Mangini. Lou Holtz didn't even last a fucking season. Uh, Bruce Coslett. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce Coslett went 26 and 38, and they were even worse than that. Pete Carroll. Rich Kotite. Al Grove gave one season. Herm Edwards, 39 and 41. He was okay. Todd Bowles, another shitty coach, Adam Gase. I mean, that's just, and, and, and you're telling me the enemy can't get a head coaching job and Adam Gase can get two. And how about, you know, I mean, Bruce Coslett. Oh my God. Was he a shitty coach? And Bruce Coslett, I think was a, 
Yeah. Okay. So when they got the only head coaching job he got was with the. Yeah, he was. He was. His head coaching record was forty-seven and seventy-seven. Unbelievable. Him, the Bengals, and the freaking, the Bengals and the Jets. Bruce College should never been a head coach. He sucked, sucked. And then he got the Bucks. So the Bucks have Kyle Trask, and they said with the new offensive coordinator, maybe they'll bring in Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yeah. Okay. It's another guy. Wow. Talk about a team that's going to suck. Todd Bowles got one more year and he's gone. Yeah. Good luck. Talk about a team going down in flames. Justin Fields would love a dome. It's too windy in Chicago. Okay. I'm still tearing talk that he might be. They might let him go, but I don't think that's going to happen. But that's what they're talking about, that he could be gone. I'm like, really? They're going to get rid of him? I was like, holy shit, really? And Niners hire Clint Kubiak, former Vikes offensive coordinator and Broncos quarterback coach. Replaces Bob Slowick, who went to become the offensive coordinator with the Texans under Demeco Ryan. He'll be a top role on top role on Kyle Shanahan's staff. Okay, cool, man. And Van Joseph, Vance Joseph, and Rex Ryan are up for the. He's out with the Cardinals, so now he's up for the Broncos defensive coordinator with Rex Ryan, who said he'd only leave for a really good job. And I saw this from Eagles Nation, Jerome Brown. 88, there was a KK rally in his hometown in Florida. So he drives to the rally, blasts his music so they can't, nobody can hear what they're doing at the rally. Then, by himself, goes up to the guys and goes, you know, and he, I bet he, he demanded they leave. I, I don't think, and I wonder what words he said, but I would think of him like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And when you see, Jerome Brown was a big dude. And they left. So, I mean, heard a KK rally, he's like, oh, this bullshit. Blasts his music, and he got rid of him. By himself. Because I don't think any of the guys, you know, kicking egg people wear masks and they're, you know, they're like, they're like uh, tw- Twitter people or, or, you know, they get the beer muscles, you know, beer muscles. Like I'm, I'm a tough guy all of a sudden, or I just saw Rocky. I'm a tough guy. That's for, thank you. Thank you for that Eagles nation. I thought that was quite interesting. Air Force baseball opened up the season by parachuting on the field. I think that was the ball for the game. Thank you, Ben Verlander for that. Uh, Walker Bueller. Rehab from second Tommy John surgery. He's on track to sh- for a short throwing program around six-month mark, which is in two weeks. Thank you, Bill Plunkett. So maybe he'll be back sometime this season. Seems like everybody's getting Tommy John surgery. Oh, and Greg Hardy said he was married to boxing. Now he's doing Bare Knuckles Boxing Club, which someone put his, put his Burger King Boxing Club. And he was talking that he wanted to fight in Ganu. Well, he got knocked out by a guy who looked like the Iron Sheik, a guy named Josh Watson. Knocked out cold, so he's done. And I was some, you know, he's an, you know, he's an asshole. He beat up some woman, threw on a on a bed of guns, you know, called himself the Kraken and all this shit, and wore the eye makeup, and then went to the Cowboys, got out of football, went to UFC. That was he didn't really do. He won a couple fights, then fought better competition, got his ass kicked, tried bare knuckles. Maybe he'll just disappear now because assholes like that don't deserve that shit. And John Middleton, you got to love a guy like John Middleton. John Middleton is the owner of the, of the Phillies. And he, 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 had the best, he, had, he had the best thing he wrote that he, you know, about what, what sports is about. This is what you want. This is, this is the kind of owner you want. This is the owner you want. He goes, how much money did the 27 Yankees make? Or the 29 A's? Or the 75, 76 Big Red Machine? Does anybody know? Does anybody care? Nobody knows or cares whether any of them made any money or not. 
And nobody cares about whether I make money or not. If my legacy is that I didn't lose any money owning a baseball team on an annual operating basis, that's a pretty sad leg- legacy. It's about putting trophies in the cases. Yeah, if my legacy is that I didn't lose any money owning a baseball team on an annual operating basis, the, 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 what's important, the legacy is putting trophies in the cases. That's what it's about. Putting trophies in the cases. That's what you want to put. Trophies. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. That is, that's awesome. When I see stuff like that, I love that stuff. And they shored up their, their, they shored up their, they, they got two relievers on, on th- Alvarado on a three-year contract. They got another reliever. They're, uh, they're talking about Aaron Nola having a long-term extension. I mean, he's signing everybody up for long-term deals. He's trying to get everybody, you know, to sign those long-term deals. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Tiger with the tampon, just fucking stupid. I'm done. I'm not talking. About, I, I just think that you're, you're an adult. You got you got a son and a daughter. You, no matter how much a douchebag, how much you know, we all make you know, call guys pussies, say all the stuff about guys. You want a tissue for your vagina, all that shit. You know, that's what guys say to guys. And and you know what? If they say they don't, they're full of shit. Guys have to act like tough guys around other guys. We always say we say dumb shit. We do. We do. And, you know, we, you have to change. You have daughters. You don't do stupid shit like that. But, but the tampon on the course, you know, really? You know, cameras are on you everywhere, douchebag. That's why you got to love. Because he would do this stuff if there was cameras or no cameras around. So he's just doing the same shit he would and then apologizes. It's like, dude, don't apologize. You were just doing what you always do. That's what guys do. It's, 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 it's an all, you know, women, that's why women complain all the time. Because, you know... They feel like they don't get a fair shake. They don't get a fair shake. They don't. I, Dawn Staley could coach in the NBA. Becky Hammond could coach in the NBA. They're like, oh, a woman in the locker room. Who gives a shit? If, she, if they're going to get me to play my best basketball, who gives a shit? Women f- football, women coaches, NFL? Yeah, she, yeah, they should be. Yeah, and they are becoming. Because if they can coach, they can coach. Who gives a shit? If they're going to make me a better, better player, I don't care who's coaching me. Male, female, non-binary, make it happen. And Crystal Dunn, she said on the U.S. Women's National Team, she said she loves playing, but no one else has to do what she has to do. Only person that doesn't stay in one position always has to change, given what coach thinks of me. Has to be world-class in a position I don't think is my best position. So why are you saying this stuff? That's what I'm kind of curious about. Why, why are you saying this stuff? I mean, if, you know, sometimes there are players that you know can handle these situations, and she's complaining about it, but if she's going to, She's going to do the stuff that they know she can do. That's, you know, she's like, she's the gap stopper. She's the glue person. That's the person you need to just do whatever it takes to win. So maybe she's just getting tired of it. I, I, I just feel like in a way it's, <clears throat> what, what's gained by saying this? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. So I talked about the Aranola when 11-13, 3.25 ERA, 32 games started last year. He's going to be 30 in June. Two complete games are shut out. You have Jose Alvarado, who struck out 43% of the batters he faced after June 1st. He's getting like three years, $18 million. Uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez got a two-year deal. So Alvarado's 28 in May, and Dominguez, that, so that locks up your, your, your two your, your, your unique guys' relievers. And he had 59 appearances, which led the team last year. He got a three-year contract by $18 million. That's good for the Phillies. That's, that's thinking of the future. Clayton Kershaw is not going to play in the World Baseball Classic. 
Smart move. No details, he said. Completely healthy, but disappointed. Guys, you know what? I, I, I agree. You want to play for your country, but as you get older, you know, you're playing for your national, you know, I know everybody wants to play in that for their, you know, their, their country. It means a lot, but it's before the season. And I, I mean, I, I guess they have to play it before the season, but you know, you have all season to play and what's paying your bills is your major league team. And that's the way it is, man. Machado is opting out at a, after five years for 10 years. You know, it's a 10 or $300 million contract. He, they said he wants now another 10 years at 400 million they said Padres came in at five years, $105 million, added to the 10-year contract, which is low. And he said there's a lot of money out there. Of course there is. He set a deadline for the extension for February 16th, which San Diego didn't listen to. Now, I'm, I know like a lot of people don't want the, the, the players calling the shots, but San Diego, you have a chance to build a team here that could win for years to come. And I think Jason would agree with me. This is a guy you want to keep on the team. I mean, he, he got on Tatis and everything, and he's played phenomenal for, for the Padres. So I feel like that's something that, that that's a guy you should keep around. If not, the Mets are going to be on this thing. You know, Cohen spent a money, and he would be a great addition. I know that, that Bumbles, Jay, would be ecstatic to have him. And Brian Reynolds, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder, they offered him six years, $76 million, no club options. His agents look more at the Matt Olson, $168 million, so they won a $100 million contract. He had 262, 27 home runs, 62 RBIs last year. To me, that's not a $100 million contract, but somebody's probably going to pay him. But I don't know. You know, you just, okay, so you hear about San Diego and the Pirates. I mean, are the Pirates just trying to tank? I mean, I feel like the Pirates aren't, Pirates aren't trying to be good at all. It's like they're just going to be, we're going to suck. And I kind of want to see, you know, I'm tired of hearing these teams every year sucking in and out. You know, I mean, they get upset about Mike Tomlin, you know, not winning Super Bowls, but they win every year. What do the Pirates fans feel like? Do they just feel like their team just is like, we just got a really shitty team. We really suck. We suck. We suck. That's basically what they're saying. Because the Brewers have the worst TV contract. They also rely on gate receipts. So you got your ace, Corbin Burns, who went 12-8, 294, finished seventh in the Cy Young with tied with Shane Bieber. So Shane Bieber gets a $455,000 raise. Corbin Burns wanted 10.75. They offered him 10.01, 10, $10 basically. So they're not going to just give him what he wants. This is your ace. This is the guy who, who's, who's, who's bringing fans in the seats, your ace, and you're fucking him over for half a million bucks. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you trying to piss? Why? What, you know, that, that's when arbitration gets bad, especially with your ace. And you don't think he's worth that money? This is the, the face of the franchise putting people in the seats. You don't have a good TV deal, and this is what you're doing to a guy? No, it doesn't work for me. It, it's no bueno. No bueno at all. I didn't like that at all. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like what the I don't like, uh, Padres playing around with, with um, the Padres playing around with Manny Machado. I don't like... Pirates, I don't feel like trying to win anything, and I'm not a fan of Corbin Burns. I'm not a fan at all. I think that's just bullshit. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Aaron Judge was taking reps at first bases and played in high school. Thank you, Brian Hawk, for that. But what the hell, man? You know, you need him around. He's just signed that seven-year deal. Keep him on the field. And they're going to call more blocks this year. So also, the you know, the bigger bases, the pitch clock, uh, throws the first is limited. If you step out of the box more than once, it's a strike. I mean, all this stuff. But they're going to call more boxes this year. 
And Will Anderson Jr. was the first player in Bama history to be an unanimous All-American two times. That never happened before. Marvin Harrison led the Big Ten with over 16 yards of catch and, and touchdowns. First unanimous, first team All-American wide receiver. And they've had some good wide receivers over the years. And he has to come. He, he's not even eligible for the draft, so he used to come back. And since 2000, only Ohio State with 248 wins have more wins than Wisconsin at 208. And Luke Fickle will get that team playing better. And this is from Codify. Juan Soto, career on-base percentage when the first pitch is a ball is 502. So if they throw a ball to him on the first pitch, he's an on-base pe- percentage of 502. That means every two at-bats he's getting on base. That's pretty awesome, right? That's codified. Thank you for that. But how about that? Will Anderson, the first two-time unanimous All-American at, and Bama's had a lot of guys go pro. Only one of Marvin Harrison, the only unanimous first-team All-American wide receiver. That's crazy, man. That is, that is, wow. Yeah, so pitchers get 15 seconds, 20 seconds with the runners on base. Hitters must be ready to hit with eight seconds on clock or automatic strike. Hitters get one timeout per pay to play to parents. All right, okay, we'll see how that all works out. All right, so, okay, okay. It's going to be very interesting. Raquel Welsh, rest in peace. She was very good at that Seinfeld episode. She was good in Legally Bond, but why Seinfeld episode? I move my arms when I talk. And Jacob DeGrom all, already dealing with tightness in his left side. It's cold in Arizona. I get it. He was held back a day or two as of Wednesday. Yeah, it's going to be a long season. We'll see what happens. Can he stay healthy? That's all it is. Can these guys stay healthy? Pitchers cannot stay healthy. With all that's, all that's out there, they can't stay healthy. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. And Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, so Jacob DeGrom. Wow. I just talked about Jacob. I'm just, yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I did not want that there. That's good. That is good, good, good. All right. Um, Sounders. Seattle Sounders unveiled Bruce Lee kit. Bold color scheme and dragon-inspired details. Can't go wrong with Bruce Lee. Cannot go wrong with Bruce Lee. And if Jake Paul could earn a WBC ranking in cruiserweight division with win over Tommy Fury, which is, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive, right? That is, that's impressive. That is very impressive, actually. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, wow. Wow, that's, 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 that's crazy. I just realized I'm going to set this up a little differently when I do it next time. I just was thinking about that. Okay, Padres, yeah, Michael Waka, four years, 26 million. So if he has a good year, he'll get two years, 32 million. If he doesn't, he'll still get it. He, he has a player option for three years, 18.5 million, and get 7.5 million this year. So have a good year, and hopefully some good things will come out of that. They talked about Gervonta Davis. Matt Moore got a one-year contract with the Angels last year. Texas 5-2 and two with a 195 ERA. Didn't give what his money was. Tim McCarver, dead at 81. Good, yeah, in baseball for over 60 years, four different decades, won two World Series with the Cardinals. Bob Gibson, and he had a good relationship with on the mound, and he had a good relationship with Steve Carlton, who were pretty difficult. Yeah, there's a thing uh, Hank Aaron talked to, and I, I know I've read this before, but uh, it came up again, and I was like, "This is this 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 is too good to, this is too good to not talk about again." Yeah, oh, and I love that Damian Lillard was wearing his Weber State, his Weber State uh, jersey. Yeah, the outdoor game. Look at look at that jersey, man. UNC. That is a nice jersey. I'm very proud. I'm very proud of going to school there. I really am. I loved going to UNC. I did. I really did. 
Yeah. Hank Aaron told me, this is Dusty Baker, about, uh, about Bob Gibson. Don't dig in against Bob Gibson. He'll knock you down. He'd knock down his own grandmother if she dared challenge him. Don't stare at him. Don't smile at him. Don't talk to him. He doesn't like it. If you happen to hit a home run, don't run too slow. Don't run too fast. If you happen to want to celebrate, get in the tunnel first. And if, and if he hits you, don't charge the mound because he's a gold glove boxer. I'm like, damn, what about my seven game, 17 game hitting streak? That, that was the night it ended. And it was gold glove boxer. I was like, damn, that was, yeah, you, you, don't, mess, you don't mess with a guy like that, ever. Yeah, Tim McCarver. Yeah, and I, I, I talked about that I watched the 1996 class. Hendrickson was drafted, played in the NBA, also was a pitcher in, in baseball. There are 13 guys who played in the NBA and in MLB. Danny Ainge, Frank Baumhouse, Hank Biasati, Gene Conley, Chuck Connors, the actor, Dave DeBusher, Dick Grote, Steve Hamilton, Hendrickson, Cotton Nash, Ron Reed, Dick Ricketts, and Howie Schultz. Crazy, right? That is, that's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah Denny Hamlin's favorite to win the Daytona 500. How about Northwestern won four straight and seven of his last nine. They own one of the nation's top 25 defenses. Chris Collins is the second best team in the Big Ten. Cool. There's a lot of devil fans on the uh, train, she said. Enjoy. Yeah, there is. There is. There is a devil's game. So she's on the train back into the city. That's pretty funny. Yeah, Buck Showalter said, World Series title, elusive is his elusive desire. He said, they asked him, he goes, bet your ass. Bet your ass. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Purdue beat the dump today, 82-55. Ohio State men's basketball, 1-13 the last 14. 11-16. And Purdue is 24-4. Yikes. No bueno. No bueno at all. All right. I had some other stuff. You know what? I can't believe I just got through everything. How about this? Thor Nystrom says this, this is what he wants. The producers of 80 for Brady are bringing, come, are bringing something called Cuckoo for Cousins, the story of four Viking bloggers committed to an insane asylum in 2057 for continuing to argue 30 years after Kirk Cousins' retirement that he was a Super Bowl caliber quarterback if circumstances had been better around him. If only, if, only, if only that were true. And Philadelphia has lost three championships, NFL, MLB, MLS, in the spin of 99 days. The gang gets second place. The L.A. football club beat Philly 3-0 on penalty kicks in the MLS final. And this is Louis Riddick. You know, I, I talked about Eric Bieniemy. He says, I'm not going to waste my time trying to explain why Urban Meyer, Cliff Kingsbury, and Nathaniel Hackett received an opportunity to fail so spectacularly as head coaches before Eric Bieniemy has to make a lateral move to prove his competency as a coordinator is a fucking embarrassment. Let's put it this way. I would trust the recommendation of the owner, coaches, Andy Reid, staff and KC, and players coached by EB and KC over any of the opinions of the owners or GMs that chose to pass on him in the interview process for head coach at this point. I do not disagree with that at all. Yeah. How does he have to make a lateral move? He's won two Super Bowls. They went to three and four years, and he has to make a lateral move to prove that he can be... That he, can, that he can run an offense? Are you kidding me? Really? He was under Andy Reid? You don't think he picked up enough knowledge over the, the last couple of years alone? It's bullshit. And Wisconsin beat Michigan the other night and didn't score a field goal for 1047 of the game, last 1047. That's ridiculous. They're not good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Crazy. And the number one ranked team in men's college basketball has lost eight times this season, which ties the record set in 93-94 for the most regular season losses by a number one ranked team since the AP poll era began in 1948. Thank you, Morning Blitz. I love Morning Blitz. I talk about him all the time. And then Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson was in White Man Can't Jump, played for the Bucks and the Clippers. He said, I, he decided not to stay for the Willie Nelson show after the 86 All-Star Game dinner. So he's sitting out front of the hotel with Ewing and Jordan. So this brother pulls up in a less than plush Lincoln Continental, offers us a ride to the player's hotel. We get in the back. I'm in the middle. We don't know each other that well and start some friendly banter. Michael tells me he was a fan while at NC. Patrick asks Michael when will he return from his foot injury. He tells Mike, when you get back, don't bring that stuff inside. Michael, without missing a beat, responds, and he goes, I got a hide-and-seek show you ain't even seen yet. The coldest comeback ever. Later that season, he gets 63 in the playoffs and Bird musing that MJ was God-dressed as a basketball player. Yeah, he says, don't bring that shit inside. And, and you know what? I was watching a thing on, on Instagram today where James Orther was talking about Jordan would never stop talking at UNC. He goes, I was a better player than Jordan for three weeks at UNC. Everybody talks about that. Like, he came to the Bulls, and he was a better player, like, in a couple hours. You know, like, he was, like he was the best player on the Bulls, like, right away. And then Marcus Johnson said he broke his right hand first day of training camp, the beginning of the Clipper curse, he said. Terrible season, he clothed, including team divulging drug rehab, two, drug rehab two years earlier. He had a cocaine problem and trying to rescind the trade with Bucks. He proud to win the last comeback award and be named on all-star team the next season in 86. So in 80, so I looked it up. In, in 84, 85, that was the first Season LA for the Clippers. He averaged 16.4. The next year he averages 20.3, makes the Arsenal game and wins comeback player of the year. Plays one more year, he averages over 16 a game. So he played the whole season with a broken bone in his right hand against the advice of doctors, agents, and friends. He was hit five times a game. He goes, the pain was excruciating. He said, that's Mamba mentality. He played a whole season with a broken hand. Whole season. And still averaged 16 points a game. Unbelievable. And then Michaela Schifrin. She didn't win. She got a silver in her best event, which was the uh, in the slalom. But she is. It was her fourteenth overall medal in the world championship. She's now one behind uh, Crystal Kranz, a German skier from the '30s, who won twelve gold and fifteen total medals during an era when the world championships were held every year rather than the biennial event they are today. So she's won fourteen medals in in, in event that's held every two years. Well, this one. Won, won, while Krantz won 15, she is amazing. Unbelievable. Most decorated skier in modern out world alpine skiing championship history. And her coach, Mike Day, she said she was going to make a change at the end of the season. So the coach said, well, I'm gone. So she just, two days before the giant slalom, she, she told us she was going to, she wanted to change her staff. So Day was like, well, I don't know. He's been with, him, been with her since 2016. She's won 65 of her 85 World Cup wins with him. He didn't want to be, a, she's one behind Stenmark and he's like, nah, I'm gone. So isn't that crazy? So she wanted to make a change and he was like, well, I don't want to be around anymore. So, I mean, I guess that end of that loyalty, but I would thought that was crazy. And betting, 7.5 billion in 2022, increase of 73% from last year's record of 4.3 billion. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. For data from the American Gaming Association, legal sports books handled $93.2 billion in bets last year. Another record in 61% over two. Yeah, people aren't doing this shit, huh? Yeah. 
unbelievable, just scary. New York led individual states with 1.4 billion bet. And Jersey up there is 795 million. Oh, Illinois, I'm sorry. Illinois, 795. New Jersey was 763. And they want to, they, they, they're talking about getting rid of the tush push, which they think is not a skillful play. It's not an aesthetically pleasing play. Sean Payton says he's going to do it every game next year if they don't allow the rule. He said it's, it amounts to his rugby scrum. The NFL wants to showcase the athleticism and skill of our athletes. This is just not a skillful play. But it's, it's a play that works. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the tush push, I mean, it's crazy. I, I, I don't know how you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to push someone in the end zone. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, so I'm running in, and one of my linemen is just pushing me across the line. How is that legal? It's, it's not me getting, the, get, getting in the end zone. Someone's pushing me in the end zone. That's not legal. That's me. I'm not, I'm not, how is that not legal? How is that illegal, illegal play? And the Cardinals have hired Drew Petzing. He's the youngest. He's a 35-year-old. He was the Cleveland Browns quarterback coach which he did amazing things with um, Mr. With uh, Deshaun Watson this year. So he's the new offensive coordinator for the, the Cardinals, which, and Rallis is 29, the, was the linebacker coach with the Eagles. He's the new defensive coordinator. But they both work with Gannon. Yeah, so he, well, P- P- Petzing worked with the Vikings where he worked with Gannon there, where Canna was a defensive backs coach from 2014, 2017. And I looked this up for Daniel. The wild card system started in 1970. Only 10 wild card teams had 10 wild card teams advanced all the way to the Super Bowl. Six of those, of those, of those, six won the Super Bowl. Of only four of those wild card teams, the Patriots, Steelers, Giants, and Green Bay won three games in the road to make it to the Super Bowl. I thought the 2011 Giants were a wild card team, but they actually won the NFC East with a nine and seven record that year, which I was like, all right. Brian Johnson thinks going to become the new OC for the Eagles. And the Eagles, the first thing to lose both coordinators since the 2013 Bengals, who lost Jay Gruden to Washington and Mike Zimmer to the Vikings. That Bengals team in 2013 went 11-5 and lost the wild card to San Diego. Yeah. And they said eight times in the history, a quarterback has had a 110 passer rating for a single postseason with at least 100 attempts. Three of them are from Patrick Mahomes, and they've come in the past four seasons. That's crazy. That's crazy. And, and Mahomes, you know, on that big 503 10-year contract, he still this, will only have the seventh worst cap hit next year after new deals, they said, for Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts. And Todd Monken, he's the new offensive coordinator for the Ravens, said, believe me, when I'm thinking game plan-wise, I'm thinking about how we can be explosive and how we can run the ball and help us be explosive all fits together. You can't, you can't control the game if you can't run the ball comfortably. You can't. You can't have a bunch of statistics and make it look better and make you feel better. But if you can't run the ball comfortably, you can't win the game. And that's from a guy that likes to throw it, which is true. You know, running always opens up everything. But, you know, I mean, these are things. So February 16th, franchise tag designation. February 28th is scouting combat. March 15th starts the new season with free agency and trade market. March 26th is the league meetings. April 17th is off-season workout programs. The 27th to 29th, the draft in KC, and May 5th is rookie rookie minicamps. And you have Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders from Philly, DeAndre Hopkins, Dalton Schultz from Dallas, Hayden Hurst from Cincinnati had a great season, Kelsey, they say might retire, Orlando Brown's probably going to get the franchise tag, Uh, Jack Conklin from Cleveland, Uh, Dalvin uh, Tomlinson from the Giants, Uh, Bradley Chubb from Miami, Uh, Roquan Smith, just signed a new deal. 
this is all, this is all. Oh, J- Jesse Bates and Jimmy Ward from San Francisco. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like the one foot for a catch. I really don't. Yeah, Super Bowl, man, Jesus. State Farm was the second most visible. So they're talking about everybody that did well at the Super Bowl. Bud Light, Apple Music, all that shit. Yeah, made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah I was going to talk about all this stuff. It's really not, you know. So now the youngest head coaches in the NFL right now is McVay at 37 still. Shane Stecken is 37. So is Kevin O'Connell. Demeco Ryan's 38. Mike McDaniel, 39. Taylor, Arthur Smith, Stefanski for the Vikings, and Gannon, all 40. Yeah, and uh, Phil Rivers says he's coaching high school football. He's happy there. So, and then where, where's Baker Mayfield going to end up? He's going to probably stay in L.A. Bucks and Ravens, cheap backup. Yeah, Shane Stecken was the offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert, 31 passing touchdowns, most by a rookie in NFL history. And Jalen Hurts, 18 rushing touchdowns, including playoffs, most by a quarterback in NFL history. So I guess we'll see. And uh, supposedly, I guess, Bryce Young for the, the, the Colts. We'll see if that comes through. I mean, Stecken's going to have a big say in that. The, yeah, the cards, I mean, uh, Lou Anarumo goes back to Cincy, which probably helps them. Vikes are $23 million over the salary cap. Dalvin Cook, $14 million next year. Shoulder issue, just had, he, he had a career low 4.4 yards per carry. There's guys that can get in the uh, Miles Sanders. Deontay Foreman had a great season for the Panthers. Dave Montgomery is a good guy for the Bears. Damian Harris. Rashad Penny, who gets injured a lot, but when he plays, he's damn good. And Kareem Hunt, who really really hasn't panned out the way we thought he would. Yeah, we're going to see what happens with the XFL. Yeah, so there's not going to be... So if you touch the ball, you used to be... If the ball went out to the end zone, it was a touchback. But if you fumble the ball, you still... If the, if the defending team doesn't recover it, it's still the offensive team's ball, which bothers the NFL. So if it goes out of bounds, it's a touchback, which they said. So basically it's a live ball for the defense. If the defense doesn't get it, the offense gets the ball back at where they fumbled it. That's basically what I got out of that. And and I'll tell you, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, golf got 3.672 viewers. The Celtics, Memphis Grizzly got over 2 million. I talked about LSU, South Carolina got over 1.5 million. Yeah, crazy. And Ken Weisenhunt, the former the former head coach, is now going to be in off-field roles on the Alabama staff. What kind of money do they have? He was at Penn State the last years. The money they have is out of control. Wow. So Michigan next year, to talk about football. Bumps against Minnesota, Michigan State, and Maryland. They play at Minnesota, at Michigan State, and Maryland, plus showdowns with Penn State on the road and, and the dump at home. The, the playoff semifinals take place at the Rose Bowl. Well, Michigan hasn't played since 2006. That hasn't won, hasn't won since claiming the 1997 AP national title. So the dump is canceled home and home against Washington. They're supposed to play in 2024 and 2025, and they have to pay a $500,000 cancellation fee, which they could pay in cash. Nebraska hasn't qualified for a bowl since 2017. The only Power 5 program not to. They rank... 13th among Big Ten teams in overall wins, 23rd and 12th in league victories at 16. They're just not a good team, man. Well, you got Casey Thompson coming back, Matt Rule. Um, the only two players they had, uh, 
that made the Big Ten's three all-conference teams are both off to the NFL. Not good. And week two, they said there are shitty games, so you're gonna the best game of the day could be Illinois, Kansas, Purdue, Virginia Tech. That's not gonna be Delaware, Penn State, Temple at Rutgers. Ugh. Yeah. So Bulls in the first 18 years before Jordan fourth most losses, 25 years since Jordan left fifth most fifth most losses. Yeah, Kitty said I, I was upset that we couldn't finish. I thought we had some good momentum. We were finally building a culture that we always wanted. I felt like every game we were building our chemistry, but I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie and his situation with the organization. How do you not know? How do you not know? You were on the team. What do you think? You were just like, yeah, come on, please, stop. That's bullshit. I call bullshit on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, no, bullshit. And it's interesting, uh, Mikel Bridges was out, had played 366 straight games through Thursday, hadn't missed a game since he was a junior in high school, but he couldn't play because they hadn't closed the deal. But the streak didn't end because he wasn't eligible to play. It didn't count as a missed game. So when he played next, he against the Knicks, that was 367. He said, I wouldn't really care because I just would have been available for every game I was able to play. He wasn't tripping too much, he said. So when he left the Mavericks, Bridges had already played in 56 games, two more than the Nets had racked up by then. So even with the last game on Thursday, he'll still play in 83 games a season if he doesn't miss any games. But I thought Bridges was on the... I thought Bridges was on the... The Suns. I love when they... You know, they really are not good at this shit. He, was, wasn't he on the... Selected? Yeah, the Suns. You know, they write these articles, and I knew I was right on that. They write these articles, they don't even... They just... They just Put these articles out, and they don't proofread this shit. Such a bull. I mean, it's ridiculous how terrible they are. Oh, my God. And I talked about Marcus Johnson. His Bucks trainer, Jeff uh, Snedecker, used to tell me I was the best conditioned athlete he ever saw, paidly included. He worked for the Cosmos in the late 70s, one of the highest compliments I ever got. Dunked at 66. I saw the video. Yeah, and Tim Reynolds said this about Tyler Hero in the three-point contest. He's, uh, Tyler Hero says, I'm excited. I'm going to try to win it. I'm just going to try to be me, and I'm, I'll be good. Shoot or shoot. Yeah, shoot or shoot. Yeah, I agree. Shoot or shoot. And Connecticut, man, listen, they uh, they beat Creighton, and they got two big wins this week. That was good. And they beat Villanova. And Aaliyah uh, Edwards says, as a team, we're tough. When it comes down to the wire, you know that everybody's going to make a good play and get us the win. And SEC this year, so every SEC team has beat and lost to every other team in the conference. Crazy. So Bama lost at home. Tennessee beat number one Bama at home, and then lost to Kentucky yesterday. Yeah. Rutgers, I talked about them. They stunk it up. And UNC, man, lost to Clemson 85 for 31 the other day. They're 324th in the nation in that metric. In field goals tonight, six assists on 29 made field goals. They're 324th in the nation in that metric. Thank you, Adrian Atkinson, for that shit. They're terrible. Oh, and this is cool. So NHL... ESPN and Disney Channel have teamed up for the first ever NHL Big City Greens Classic, which will include a live animated telecast during the Rangers-Capitals game on March 14th. Each player will be animated as a different Disney character. That's going to be so cool, man. I mean, so there'll be Big City Green characters skinning alongside animated versions of the NHL players. 
The real-time animation will be animation will be produced in association with ESPN Edge Innovation Center and NHL Edge Innovation Partners, Verizon Beyond Sports, and Silver Spoon. So they'll call action for the NHL Big City Greens Classic and Big City Greens Talent. The Big City Greens Talent include the Howden Brothers and uh, Mariv Harrington, the voice of Tilly, will be also featured in the presentation. That is that's that's crazy, dude. That's awesome. And. 14th season, Eric Carlson. Ninth, it's the ninth he has played a full schedule or close to. It'll be the eighth time he finishes first or second on his team in scoring. First time, they said that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's 27 points in the final 28 games to score 100 points. First since Brian Leach in 91-92. He's got 73, 18 goals, 55 assists. He won the best, the Norris for the best defenseman in 2012, 2015. Thank you, Scott Wheeler. And on Monday... Montville beat Newit, Newton Lenape Valley at Menin Arena 8-3. Matthew Jafari, who, you know, got player of the month in January, got five goals in the win. They turned a 3-3 tie into a 7-3 win. That's I was, That was awesome. And United States, Mexico, and Canada will automatically qualify for the 2026 World Cup. They're host nations. They'll share duty, duties in 2026. And all three will be given automatic birth for the tournament, even though, I guess, Mexico. But they're also, oh, they're, they're all going to share hosting duties, so they're all in. And how about this? So FIFA earned $7.6 billion in the last World Cup cycle and expects to earn $11 billion in the current one. Seems like more than enough money to pay for women equally. Also, FIFA confirms U.S. men's national team yeah, I never talked about this, but how about that? $11 billion, and they can't get quality for the men's and women's. And Arnie Espiel, a Belgian goalkeeper, saved a goal in a World Cup and uh, in, a, in, a, in I'm sorry, in a penalty, and he dropped dead on the field, collapsed in the pitch, and died. 25 years old. And Rich Paul is launching a new sportswear brand with new balance. Going into athletic apparel, good for him. And real estate pro- professional uh, Matija Pekocic beat former world number eight Jack Sock. He's a full-time real estate professional <laughs> at the ATP main draw debut at the Delray Beach Open on Tuesday. So I guess you know maybe you should be playing more tennis, right? <clears throat> yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right, so we'll see how this all works out. And then there's a lawsuit between the well, the Tour de France signed a six-year exclusive deal with uh, NBC Sports. Will be on Peacock, and select stages will be on NBC. And Wednesday, the U.S. Third Court, Third Circuit Court of Appeals will consider a challenge to the core of the NCAA's entire business model. Johnson versus NCA, which were a group of athletes suing several schools in the NCA, alleging they should be considered university employees under the Fair Labor Standards Act and therefore are entitled to minimum wage and other labor protections. Yeah, so a win for athletes would mean that the case would go back down to the district court to proceed to the discovery phrase. They would have to reach a final verdict, but basically they, yeah, I guess we'll see if this even comes to happen. Yeah, MLB is going to, a model that could end blackouts on a streaming service, which when Frank in LA couldn't watch a lot of Yankee games, Teddy too out there couldn't watch a lot of games. 
Yeah, so I guess we'll see how this all works out. But, all right. I've been talking way too long. Let me get some trivia questions. Last show's trivia question was, so there are, who besides, besides Patrick Mahomes has won more than one, won more than one Super Bowl ring? Who, what, uh, is there, uh, is there anybody besides Patrick Mahomes who has more than one Super Bowl ring? Yes, Jimmy G. Jimmy G, uh, so Mahomes has two. Jimmy G won two with the Patriots backing up Tom Brady. Pretty cool, right? Okay, today's trivia question. Most wins at Daytona 500 all time. Who's won the most Daytona 500 races all time? All right, that's all I got for today. I talked way too much, but I had so much material, I had to put it all out there. So I did two shows today, and Aaron Boone has been calling balls and strikes behind the mound during the live batting. Hey, you got to do something. LeBron Focus said, he, it's not in my DNA to miss playoffs two years straight. Final 23 games are most important of his career. Okay. Yeah, good for you. U.S. women teams beats Japan two for two in the She Believes Cup. They're a perfect start. My parents call me. Tiger wants to play in all four majors. UNC's in trouble. And that's all I got for today. All right. All right, peace out. I will have a good day. Adios.